What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. It's Monday, and you know what that means. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, and I've got another conversation with the Juice team. This time, I'm bringing on Jonathan, and we are talking about events. Events, events, events. Digital events, streams, webinars, digital conferences, virtual everything. I think we have been on event overload in the past year, and I think events have changed quite dramatically over the past year. So we get into that, and we talk about how we should be thinking about events from a marketing perspective. If you like what you've been hearing on the 3C Podcast, hit that subscribe button, leave me a review, tell me how I am doing. You can follow us at the Juice HQ. That's a new handle, at the Juice HQ. Get that underscore out of here. And definitely follow the link in the show notes if you want to be on our wait list and receive our newsletter, sending that out every week. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast, Monday edition. I was just talking with Jonathan about this before we jumped on. It seems like more people are listening to the Monday show than ever before, so if you're a coming to us for the first time. We appreciate it. We appreciate you taking some time out of your day to listen to two uh, marketers talk about building companies and marketing topics. Jonathan, how are you doing? I know we've got a lot moving in the hopper, but how are you doing? Yeah, doing well. We were just chatting beforehand. It's, uh, we're both very busy and have a lot to do, but it's all it's all good stuff. Not too much firefighting yet. I'm sure uh, we'll be starting some fires over the course of the coming weeks and months, but uh, we'll be fighting those in real time, but appreciate everyone listening to these Monday episodes as we give you a sneak peek behind the scenes of building the business. If there is anything you're interested in learning about from the entrepreneurship side or business leadership side, we always want to hear that. Always happy to to kind of pull back the curtain and share what we're learning and building along the way. I'm excited for today's conversation. So thank you everybody for listening. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about events, specifically digital events. But before we do that, I'd love, Jonathan, just to get your perspective on, you know, I've been reflecting on just like four months at the Juice. You've you had more time than working so- solo by yourself and then, you know, a whole team joining in um, January. I-, I guess like how how are you feeling right now? We are coming very, very close to like product launching, going to market. You mentioned we've got a lot of stuff going on, most all of it's good stuff, but how are you feeling about like momentum, traction, and how the team is kind of performing and aligning right now? Yeah, I'm feeling really encouraged with the momentum we have right now. Just this morning, Elena updated us that we have passed 1,500 members on our wait list. Hopefully by the time this episode is published, that might even be closer to 2,000. So it's just so exciting to have, you know, 1,500, 2,000, 2,000 plus people excited about an improved B2B content experience. And so that feels really great. We're starting to have some real product, which is amazing. I know this morning, Tony, uh, our senior engineer, was working on a bug, and I joked that I shed a single tear because of that. Uh, We have real product, which means we have real bugs, which is exciting, our first real bug. So it just feels like a lot of things are falling into place right now. But then overnight, eventually, as you mentioned, product launch, that's all going to change, right? Even some of our messaging, some of our key initiatives, some of our goals and metrics that we're measuring, that all kind of shifts a little bit once product goes live. So we're building a lot of momentum and see a big event on the horizon. And when that 
event on the horizon is right in front of us. We'll have to do some shifting and rearranging and updating and I'm sure it'll be clunky at times and I'm sure we'll probably share some of those learnings on this podcast, but it's, it's a combination of feeling like we have a momentum, but also seeing a, uh, a big pivot in our future once product is live. Absolutely. And it's exciting for me as the marketing guy doing marketing things. I think Elena was on the podcast last week and we were just talking about work we're doing and how it doesn't always stick, and you, but you learn from it. Some things hit, others don't. And I think like for me, what I'm finding and which is exciting, you know, we have been doing this podcast. We've got a newsletter. We've been contributing to the blog, our blog, engaging on social. And I'm starting to get people to respond back to things. And I think that like getting engagement and responding back and people saying, you know, I, 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 I understand the problems that you're, you're working on. And I, I feel those problems too. And I'm excited for what you're doing to me. Like those are the indicators of being like, all right, well, we're, I think we're on to something. Yes. We've got 1500 people signed up for our wait list, which is awesome and super exciting. And those people are receiving our newsletter. Um, but two, it's like the, those small, like pieces of outreach from individuals, like sharing like, oh yeah, this is cool. I like what you're doing, or this piece of content is fun. So those are like the little things for me as a marketer that are like helping get me out of bed in the morning and just keep, keep grinding and keep being consistent with, with my activities. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fun getting some inbound interest, right? We had uh, kind of our first inbound demo request on the customer side last week. We had somebody this morning email us asking if they could sponsor our newsletter. Our newsletter isn't sponsored. So it's just uh, it's just fun to see what we're doing resonating and kudos to you and Elena and the entire team kind of creating this vision that people want to be a part of. That's something we should all take great pride in and we're excited to hopefully, again, just build on that momentum into the future. Absolutely. Now let's jump into the topic at hand. We're talking events. I think events is obviously a broad topic when if you would have asked me like maybe a year ago, like when you think of events, what do you think of? I probably would have said like exact target connections, like that event to me was kind of the Super Bowl of marketing events. And then obviously you've got Dreamforce, which is even that on steroids. But I think over the last year, events and the the mindset around events has changed um, with obviously the pandemic having something to do with that. So I guess just maybe out of the gates, like how are you thinking about events from like a, a marketing perspective, maybe pre and during and post pandemic? I don't know is the uh, simple answer to that. And uh, I, you know, I know we, we joked on the PTO podcast that we had a conversation. I didn't really know the answer to that as well. So uh, I come on weekly and just get to talk about things that I don't have a good answer for, which is ironic, but, and I say that a little bit tongue in cheek, but, you know, I remember back to the start of COVID-19 pandemic in March of last year, I was at Springbuck, my previous employer, healthcare analytics company, B2B SaaS, leading marketing and business development teams there. We would host, you know, a quarterly webinar, maybe. Uh, my experience as a marketer is that webinars were good, but they never really converted into business. So it was more of a brand play, maybe a lead generation play, but the quality of leads maybe wasn't always there. And so pandemic hits and we we did what everyone did, right? All right, we're going to start hosting more webinars, more virtual events, if you were if you will. We were even considering at the time a, a user conference, and that obviously kind of went up in smoke uh, overnight. But 
we snapped the string. We started hosting webinars, right? And uh, we had a lot of success with that. Our first, I think our first webinar, we had nearly a thousand people registered and we said, holy crap, we're on to something. We built on top of that momentum and we started hosting weekly webinars, um, which was like literally in the course of a week, we went from, you know, having the process in place for a quarterly webinar to weekly webinars from a promotion, follow-up, content building. Uh, it was total team effort. It was all hands on deck and it took a ton of work and ton of coordination, but it was working. So we just kept pouring gas on that fire, right? And we were not the only business doing that. And so I think, you know, the punchline here that I'm guessing a lot of these listeners, a lot of people felt was all of a sudden, then we hit this webinar fatigue, right? I think the novelty of work from home, the novelty of remote work, some of the the changes of the um, pandemic kind of caused us all to hit this law of diminishing returns as it pertained to virtual events. All of a sudden, none of us wanted to attend a virtual event, right? So to me, that that's kind of where we we spent most of the summer was, okay, there's some virtual event fatigue. Let, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, that's about the time I transitioned into the juice and started leading those efforts. And then all of a sudden, like, as I think about virtual events, Clubhouse all of a sudden became a thing. And so like, I guess, you, you know, I, I don't need to go down the Clubhouse rabbit hole and whether or not we think it's, you know, the future of that is bright or not. But I think that is just a good example of how much like events and virtual events have changed in the course of 12 months. Like I feel like audio and virtual events and events in general have just like totally evolved in the course of 12 months. It's like a, you know, decades of change and growth all squished into 12 months. And so that's where I say, like, as a marketer, I I don't know about events. So much has changed in 12 months. I think I think the marketers that are going to win with events are the ones that are most nimble and most willing to adapt to change. Trade shows and conferences are going to come back. They're probably going to look different than they looked pre-pandemic, uh, but nobody really knows what that's like. There's going to be some experimentation, some learning. And again, I think the marketers who are most most willing to adapt in real time to what is happening or not happening are the ones that will win as it pertains to events. Yeah, no, I think that's good perspective. And I think the the big thing there is trying to understand, like, if you are a marketer and you are thinking about events, like trying to understand, like, what is the purpose of the event? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to do? I think I, I, I personally have been the person in charge of webinars, digital events, virtual events for the past seems like forever. For my last few stops, I've been the person in charge of that. And I think my mindset has certainly shifted as I've become a more, um, as my years in my career have progressed as a marketer, I think initially it was like, all right, well, let's just do this thing and we can position it as this thing. And hopefully we can grab new leads and grab new people to enter our funnel. And then let's like hopefully put on a decent show, but the content doesn't matter as much because we've got these people engaged and we've now got them in our system. And now we can pass them over to sales team and they can follow up with. And I think like that, my my mindset couldn't be any more different in terms of hosting events. Now, I think um, just with all the changes and everything that happens, like no one wants to jump into an event and listen to someone talk and learn and then, you know, get hammered by a bunch of salespeople. I think there is obviously if you're doing marketing at a B2B company, like that's your goal and intent is to drive revenue. But I think it's the like, what are the, the three or four steps after the event that can help 
get you as a business to understand whether those people who sat there and spent their time learning, if they're qualified, if they're interested, and if they're a, a fit for your sales team to um, have a conversation with. So that's how my mindset has shifted. And I think last year, certainly like before I started at the juice, we, we decided I was working for an education uh, K-12 education company, and we decided we're going to do a virtual event. And this was pre pandemic. And then per happy timing, not happy timing, but coincidence pandemic happened and we already had this event planned. And so we went full gangbusters on events post that and same conclusion we reached it's like, man, like the numbers getting lower, like, is anyone seeing value of, from this? So I think it's just like one of those topics I have personally seen more and more events pop up into my feed. And I think we as marketers just need to start questioning like what the intention is and what we're trying to get and what, what is the value that we're trying to give out to our audience. Absolutely. And something that's been interesting is I've talked to, we have talked to over a hundred marketers. I, I've been saying over a hundred for months. It's probably over 200, 300, whatever it is. Hundreds of marketers. Events always get brought up because we're talking primarily from the content perspective, right? And almost events get brought up from an underwhelming perspective as it pertains to content. I think partially because what you reference, like Unfortunately, content sometimes becomes secondary to the kind of mechanics of the event itself. But the other unfortunate part that happens with content as it pertains to events is that all the effort goes into creating content, creating the event, and then post-event, you know, depending on what your goals are for the event, there that that content doesn't live on into perpetuity, right? And there, there should, in theory, be a lot of really high-value content, presentations, videos sponsor content, exhibitor content, whatever it may be that's being created with that event. And then it doesn't seem like there's a really good, really consistent way for marketers to share all of that content with their event attendees. And maybe sometimes that gets like, that even gets lost in the shuffle of whatever that the goal of that event was. That's actually part of what we're, we're helping solve for with our platform is um, treating events as content and treating the content from those events with a little bit more intentionality than what I think they've previously been treated. So uh, I really feel like that's an opportunity is thinking about events as part of your content marketing plan and not just kind of this one-off event strategy, if you will. And I promise this isn't a sales pitch because this is just, this is active conversation and is forming at the juice right now. But what you just said had me think for a second. And my thought was, think about, and I know marketers out there can appreciate this, but think about the amount of time and energy that goes into even hosting a traditional webinar. Think about the time and energy on the other side of that webinar that goes from the people that you're bringing in to help host this event with you. And then think about the follow-up process. Traditionally, what happens is we try to get everyone to sign up for the event, and we tell people, sign up anyways. It doesn't matter if you're available at that time, because what are we going to do? We're going to send you a recording of the webinar. So why do we say that as marketers? Because we want your information. Okay, so what we do is we host this event, spend all this time prepping with the guests. We put on a hell of a show, and then the event goes over with, and then a day or two after it, we send out an email with this 30 to 45-minute recording to these different lists of people. One list is attended. The other list is did not attend. And then what? 
and and then what, right? So you have this rich resource that somebody who took the time to speak on behalf of your company, what what are they going to do with it, right? But that's an opportunity, I think, for people who are participating in these events to share and and wear that event as a badge of honor and say, hey, I'm a subject matter expert on topic X. Look, I talked on the Juices webinar. Or also it gives brands the opportunity to not think of just webinars, which is a big event that takes a lot of time is transactional. So I had to get put some energy around that one because as you were describing that, I started painting the picture in my head from my own personal experience. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll put this in air quotes, which I know is a terrible podcast radio, if you will. But you know the air quote savvy marketers. Uh, I used to consider myself one of them. Uh, now I come on a podcast weekly and admit I don't know what I'm doing. But uh, in my savvy marketing past, you know, you pass your attended and did not attend list to your BDR SDR function. And they send a link and follow up with a call. And it's like, man, what a terrible like brand experience for the person who just just committed, you know, 30 minutes of their time or sharing their information with you. And then you just hit them with like a link to a video recording and a call from somebody they don't know. Right. It's just like, ugh, think about how we interact with like consumer things, you know, uh, because you bought this at the grocery store, maybe you're also interested in this special or because you watched this on Hulu, maybe you're also interested in this item. Uh, and in the B2B space, we're like, oh, because you uh, joined our webinar or didn't join our webinar, we're going to ask for your business regardless. Like, uh, how can we force you down that path? Makes me cringe a little bit. And uh, we want to be a part of fixing that. Yeah, it's a little crazy to think about. And I, I mean, I'm talking, Jonathan, like I've it, years of operating this way and me never taking a step back in questioning the experience. But then on my side, it's like, I, I don't want to sign up for an event because I'm afraid that I'm going to be the person who is getting hammered by a salesperson that I don't want, want to be. So I think it's just, it presents uh, an interesting opportunity and it presents a, I think a moment of, of reflection. Do I think events shouldn't happen? Hell no. I think events should evolve and I think that's where as like brands, we should be coming from a place of abundance and have confidence in the content that we're putting out to the market and know that if you are consistently delivering good content, you're giving back, you're bringing on good guests, and you're providing value, the consumers on the other end are going to find you. They're going to tell their friends about it, and then they're going to come check out your stuff. So I guess like with that, how do we think about like, brand? How do we think about tracking? Because I think everything these days is wants to be tracked and we want to measure each and every last thing. Well, when we're thinking about things like events in this new world, in the new way where we're maybe providing recommendations on next steps like a, a Netflix would do when they're delivering their content, like how do we think about just tracking these activities? Because I know you think a lot about um, just attribution. So I'd love to get your perspective and doing tracking stuff like events or other brand building activities. Yeah. You know, I, at the end of the day, like, I, I don't want to say that like marketers should abandon leads at all costs from their, from their events. You know, I, I think there's a lot of marketers who for better or worse, their executive team is judging them on the number of leads generated, but I think how you generate those leads should be considered, right? Mm -hmm. Is it, is it, uh, where is it at in your funnel? Is it 
kind of uh, are those leads being created via captive audience or are those leads being created by somebody who's raising their hand and saying, I enjoyed this experience. I'd like to learn more. I think you'll probably get less of that type of raising your hand lead, but they'll convert at a much better rate. So I, I don't want to just like gloss over that. And like, I think like a total break away from that would maybe be a little unrealistic, but I think like it goes back to from a measurement and tracking perspective, like don't treat event strategy in a silo. You know, where does, where do your events sit in your content strategy? Where does it sit in your brand strategy? And then ultimately, how does the event become a vehicle to support however you're measuring success there? You know, is it number of views? Is it number of impressions? How does your event support that? How does event registration support that on the brand side? Maybe on the content side, you know, maybe it is demand generation goals, or maybe it's, download goals. But again, how, how does, how do you use your event like as a step in that process and not just like as a complete silo uh, and kind of think about how, how it sits across your entire marketing team. And then I think that can also guide, you know, should we host a webinar? Should we host a virtual conference? Should we host a live stream? I just think like maybe cliche advice there, but event strategy in and of itself is, I think maybe not as cross-functional as it could be. Uh, I, Especially from our lens, we, we view events as a piece of content. And I would encourage marketers to think of events as content and see how it supports the broader marketing strategy. I love that. And, and maybe we can just like kind of close it out talking about this topic where events specifically, and I'm going to throw this out there for the audience to think about because this is how I'm thinking about marketing at the juice. But so much of what we are trained to think as marketers is volume-based. Like we need more of this. We need more attendees. We need more leads, more, more, more. And then you look at the list and it's like, well, are these, what's the quality? Like what, what, what is the quality of this? Like how do you balance the two out? And so I'm thinking about this concept of quantity versus quality. And when I think about that in the context of an event, the way I'm thinking about it is, well, yes, we want people to come to our event to, to, to visit, to learn, to feel inspired and treat that as a brand play. But then what about the guests and what about the people that we have on? Couldn't those people be your future customers? Shouldn't those people be your future customers? And so I think there's an opportunity and there's a mind shift where it's like, instead of treating your podcast, your webinar, or whatever it is, instead of treating it as like, I'm trying to acquire the people on the other end that are listening to it, treat it as a, hey, we're going to have guests on this. And that's my opportunity to explain to them what we're about as a business, what, explain to them that our narrative is similar to theirs. And build and develop relationship while creating content. So I think like that's a shift that I've had ever since I've kind of jumped in and joined the, the juice. And the more I try to poke holes in it, the less opportunity I, I, I'm finding to poke holes in that. And so I think that's just some perspective that I wanted to maybe Jonathan, get your response and reaction on, but most importantly, like get listeners on the other end to be thinking about the time spent and the opportunities that might exist and might be just right underneath all of us. And we might not realize it. Yeah. I mean, like everything else in marketing, I think it takes a balance of knowing your audience, knowing what they prefer. Um, and then some, some level of experimentation, right. You know, 
I think good markers, understanding your persona, you know, maybe, maybe a weekly or a quarterly or monthly webinar and recording and send after the recording, like is best for them. Maybe it's a five minute live stream every morning. That's best for them. Um, maybe you don't know, maybe you need to experiment a few different ways to have events or to, um, create value from events. Um, but I think ultimately like you have to know your audience, know your persona, know what they prefer, probably experiment a few different formats, especially now. I feel like now everyone has the um, uh, equity or leverage or bandwidth to um, experiment, right? Like maybe it is recording a Zoom interview. Maybe it is a live stream. Maybe it's a clubhouse event. You know, like we all kind of have this trust or inherent like ability right now to try things and if they don't work say oh we tried it during you know we're adjusting the new pandemic world let's let's try something else right and so i think again the, the good marketers uh, know their audience aren't afraid to experiment and are going to adapt in real time and uh the future of events i'm sure you know 12 months from now we'll look back at this time and may- maybe laugh at how how we hosted events but uh if it events change as much in the next 12 months they have the last 12 months the marketers that adapt and are nimble are going to win and uh we want to help support those marketers yes we do and i will also share with the audience in closing the reason why we had this conversation is because we're thinking about doing events at the juice so we felt like it was a good time to bring up the topic riff a little bit about things we're seeing and hope that you got some value out of this conversation. And it maybe caused you to think about the events that you're doing a little bit differently. Jonathan, thank you. We'll be back soon with another uh, Monday edition. Appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you, Brett. And as always, let us know if there's something you want to hear us talk about. Yes, yes, definitely. The At The Juice HQ. Tweet us, DM us, get a hold of us. There's a topic you want to hear. We'll probably, we'll we'll, we'll definitely, if you're the first one to do it, we'll definitely do a show about it as long as it's not anything too ridiculous. But if it is ridiculous, I will mention it because it'll probably make me laugh. Have a good one, everybody. How are you thinking about events? Are you planning an event? Are you thinking about doing one? I'd love to hear how you are approaching it. You can get at me at Indy McGrath, also at the Juice HQ on Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe, leave that review, take care of yourself, take care of others around you, and I'll be back on Friday with another content marketing conversation that matters to you.